This is the Howell Creek Radio address for Monday, August 9th, 2010. I'm Joel Dwick. back to writing and recording when I can. I enjoy it, and as I've tried to convince people, I'm committed to continuing it, but it becomes a question of priorities. If I had only the excuse so common in these blogosphere days of being, quote, busy with my real job, I would be too ashamed to say anything, since my real job is now neither more nor less time-consuming than it was when I started. But during the seasons of my silence, I have consoled myself, nay, even exulted in the fact that better things, things of far higher quality and more pressing virtue than mere day labor, were the cause, though only a few of us knew. Nor of late has any lack of material been a cause of silence, as how could it be in the case of a life as full as mine has been? When one is living in over one's head, and has swum out far enough into his affairs that land has long since been lost sight of, One would like nothing better than to fill up his days in front of the typewriter, chronicling the thing and sharing it with anyone who would listen. But of course the nature of the experience prevents this from ever happening. The exceptional causes then that have lately and wonderfully preempted the idle creative pursuits in which I had once been so used to engage are these. For one, I am in love, and for two, I am building a house. And there is more in either of those situations than you might suppose. The first has every feature of a fairy tale, including all the aspects of a fairy tale that people seem to forget when they commonly make that comparison with their own situations, or others of their acquaintance. Not only the beautiful princess patiently earning her way under humble conditions and the tender romance, but also the pain of bitter, senseless intervention and the strong medicine of delays that certainly seem extreme by normal standards. Whoever heard a fairy tale where the prince met the princess, swept her into his saddle, and married her in his own castle with no intervening difficulty, no evil spells, no wicked stepmothers laying in wait with curses, no dragons to slay. And yet when all my friends speak of a fairy tale romance, this is what they seem to mean, a story barely worth reading even during a bathroom break. Okay, so it occurs to me that there are stories where the two lovers meet and marry almost in the same breath, but in these... It almost always turns out that one of them has some kind of horrible Pandora's box secret, some don't-go-there mystery, which prevents them from being truly close and which always proves ruinous. And Trixie and I have blessedly expurgated any such concept from our way of life. At any rate, in this, as in all such tales, the stormy opposition and the slow-grinding mill of U.S. immigration services a feature of all local fairy tales where the princess is from Canada, are nothing to the loveliness and worth of the fairy herself. She is lovely in pictures, but pictures do not, I think, do her justice, and even aside from her five-foot-high figure, everything about her personality evokes the idea of a fairy. Of her, and of all these things, you shall know more hereafter.
I am also, as I said, building a house. This project was not started coincident with the fairy tale romance, as one might expect. If the story of our love resembles a fairy tale, the story of our house might rather be said to resemble an episode from the Old Testament. It reminds me uncannily of Noah's Ark. Not only has it taken years to build, but I started it without a very clear idea why I needed it. When, for example, so many other of my peers are able to live comfortably and economically in apartments, which have already been built by other people, and thus actually have free time on their weekends to boot. Whenever I find myself following a path not generally followed by my counterparts in our society since the Louisiana Purchase, my inborn caution tends to make me wonder whether I'm really doing the right thing. Certainly an apartment seems like it would have been more financially sound in a way. Start small, grow as needed, right? But long before I had even met Trixie, an inner voice said, build a house, and I could not help but obey. And like the Ark, it now appears that I will be done with its construction just in time to make use of it. The house is like a ship in other ways as well. I've had to repair a rigging far up off sea level in stormy conditions, and I've left a not insignificant amount of blood in her at times, rather like CPT Jack Aubrey, who, if I recall correctly, said of the HMS surprise that there was so much of his own blood in her woodwork that he was apt to consider the ship a blood relation of his. I've even had to deal with stowaways.